What's your reading? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Star Wars Book Community Podcast. This voice might sound a little bit different to you. My name is Jason. You also might know me as This Dad Reads, and I am happy to take over hosting duties for today's main episode. We are here with a group of folks who are going to be discussing Star Wars kids' books, what it's like to be raising children, uh, being caregivers of children, and just a lot of those kind of parental adult vibes. So <laughs> I'm going to start the show off with just some in- some basic introductions of everyone. Again, my name is Jason. I run This Dad Reads um, socials, the podcast, the website, all the things. I do a whole bunch of Star Wars book reviews. I also write reviews for TatooineTimes.com and a huge lover and contributor to the Star Wars book community um, as it was created um, some time ago and have been had the pleasure of joining the guys on this show um, in the past. So I am the father of two kids. My oldest is um, nine years old and my youngest is about to be six in about a couple weeks from this recording. So, um, you know, it's my goal to kind of raise them as nerdily as possible. I'm a huge reader, huge uh, pop culture fan. And so um, doing my best to pass down the Star Wars love as best as I can. So I'm going to kick it over to uh, Johnny. Hey there. Yes. So uh, my my voice is probably unfortunately quite familiar to many of you. Um, I, I'm sort of I, I feel like I'm inflicting my sort of uh, bumbling <laughs> Irish Hugh Grant on a bad day kind of vibes um, <laughs> far, far too often on this show. Um, so, yes, uh, m- many folk listening will know me better as at Journals of the Wills or on, on the old socials. Um, where I, I generally just ramble about Star Wars books. You know, I start I started that account more than two years ago now just because I was reading all this stuff. And alas, no one in my <laughs> real life cared. <laughs> the, the, those, I had no one to talk to about this stuff. So I, I just I started rambling online and, and sort of stumbled into this wonderful, open and welcoming community of Star Wars book nerds. Um, and sort of and wonderful things have come from all of that. And not least of which is this this podcast and being able to to, to sit in my home office of an evening uh, and chat about Star Wars kids books with uh, three amazing people who are an ocean away from me, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. The Americans are taking over. Yes. <laughs> I know. Is this the first episode where the Americans have outnumbered? Do we outnumber them? I think so. Yes. It might be. It might be. Um, so yes, I, I'm a father of two kids. Um, my, my oldest, uh, is, my son is eight years old. He'll be nine next month. And my youngest, my daughter, she is five years old. And uh, the Star <laughs> Wars indoctrination project has begun in in earnest. I'll leave it. I'll, I'll say no more for now. Let's kick it over to Laura. Hi, I'm Laura. Um, my handle is Sith Princess Anakin, and I've had it since, gosh, early 2020. Uh, I am a preschool teacher and a kindergarten teacher, and I have two young kids. I have an eight-year-old and a six-year-old, and I started, I've always been into Star Wars. Started, Star Wars has always been kind of part of our family mythology. Like, we all watch it, we all read it, but it's always kind of been background noise, but it was when I really became like a a mother of two young kids and all of these children who are really looking to me, especially in the pandemic that I really started going into star Wars as like 
a great teacher of social emotional resilience and um, trust and understanding with each other. Um, I read all of the little golden books online out loud to my children and my students during the pandemic. Uh, you can actually still find those all on YouTube if Disney hasn't ripped them <laughs> from our uh, site. Um, we have a lot of the picture books up. I do a lot of uh, Jedi training breathing techniques with my uh, students, and I still use them very heavily to this day in my classrooms. So I'm super excited to be here. I love the Star Wars book community. It's such a positive uh, part of my life, and uh, I'm really happy to be here. And last but not least, Beth. Uh, I'm snips uh, underscore sabers on Instagram, and um, I have a, a six-year-old youngling, so we all seem to have around the same ages. Um, she uh, loves telling anyone and everyone about Star Wars because <laughs> it's our main focus usually. And uh, yeah, we we love reading all the books, so it's I'm I'm really excited to talk about it. Yeah, I don't think I realized before um, this this conversation really started. Um, and another peek behind the curtain. This is our second attempt at this episode, everyone. So we're making it happen today. <laughs> I didn't realize that um, all of our kids are in really similar age ranges. So yeah, that's kind of wild. We have a very specific <laughs> perspective. All other parents out there, if you have a teenager or a 10 and above, we are, none of yeah. us are able to speak to that. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, we, we we have no idea how those YA romances are playing out for teens. <laughs> I will say I'm already terrified of my almost six-year-old daughter who is going to be an absolute beast. Like she's going to be Leia, like just like tearing up the adolescence. I'm, I'm not ready. I'm so scared. I have one of those. I have one of those. Um, I'm terrified. I'm genuinely Maybe terrified. we can take the offline will be the like group therapy session on just how we're all coping yeah, with raising young children. Can we talk about that children. a little bit later? <laughs> That'll be bonus content. Bonus content. Okay. So um, like I said, we are going to be discussing some of our, you know, go-to favorite Star Wars books that maybe we've read with our families or maybe ones that our children just have enjoyed on their own. But I wanted to kind of continue this kind of parental leaning part of the conversation. And I want to hear from each of you. Um, what kind of uh, inspires you to continue to pass on your love, not just of reading, but of Star Wars in particular? Like, why is that so important to you as, as a parent to continue that tradition on with your family? Whoever wants to start, you can go for it. Um, I'll give it a shot. Um, so when I was a, when I was a kid, uh, especially. Um, there were times, especially like early teens and stuff, um, when I, the ought to, like who I wanted to be and who I was, didn't fit. And it was really upsetting. And I really did. That, one of the reasons why my handle is Sith Princess Anakin is because I really leaned to that. Anakin could have been good, could have been kind. And he's, and even with all his flaws, even with all of those things. And so like, I read a lot of these books. I read, you know, I read, I found Galaxy of Fear and and kind of these younger books and I, I read the older books and it helped me in a way that was like, hey, you can be a little dark side and still be a good person. And so like, you know, my kids, big feelings all over the place, feral. I call my students my Padawans, but I call my kids my Jawas because they're just nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, every now and then I'll say, hey, are you feeling a little dark side? Are we feeling, you know, because I, I'm like, hey, it's not bad. It's not a bad mm. thing. And I love all these lessons that come for any Padawan of any age. So that's one, one of the reasons why I think Star Wars is integral to my parenting. Wow. Anyone want to follow that up? 
Uh. <laughs> I love that was it. so good. Um. Okay. Um. Well, I. I mean, I I grew up liking Star Wars, but I didn't become as rabid of a fan until Force Awakens came out. Um, and then, um, timing wise, I mean, I was uh, watching them constantly when I was uh, pregnant because I was <laughs> I was sick a lot, so I was just absorbing all these stories, whether I was reading them or watching them while I was in bed. So she kind of got it through osmosis, I believe. And uh, <laughs> and now like that she's you know really starting to learn how to read, it's kind of fun that we can share even more of these stories together. And, and then she can teach <laughs> her doctors and her teachers all about everyone in Star Wars. Johnny, how does your answer differ? What was it that led me to share Star Wars with? I mean, it, it was my son initially, I guess. I sat down with my son on, it was Father's Day, uh, the year that he was maybe four, kind of would have been turning five. And I first saw Star Wars, the original movie, when I was five. And I kind of thought, at the back of my mind, I kind of thought, maybe this is the year. Maybe he's ready. Um, and he hadn't been... He'd gone through a phase of loving movies, and then he'd gone through a phase of being very emotional uh, when, when a movie was... when there's any kind of peril, you know? Um, like, he, he sobbed at Paddington. Uh, at the part where Mr. Brown was mean to Paddington in the train station, you know, like I've I've never seen a human being so distraught at anything. So I kind of, you know, so I was really, I don't know if this is the right time, but we kind of felt good on the day and I kind of thought, let's do it. So we put on the, um, the very first movie and he loved it. He was just blown away and instantly he was right there where I was, you know, for me, it was all the way back in 1982 in my parents' living room watching the first movie. And why I wanted to share that with him, I guess it was just the sense of wonder. It's just to see if he would get the same sort of sense of wonder out of it as I had all those years ago. Does this still work for a four slash five year old in, you know, in the mid 20 teens? You know, or it, are these older movies just so dated that, that they're not going to have that impact? In, in terms of what I, what I hope my kids get out of Star Wars, I mean, for me, really, I guess it comes down to that message of hope. You know, I, I just I want them to get that out of it. Um, yeah, Star Wars has its dark moments. Star Wars can be quite grim at times, but... I hope that what they take from it is that we have to keep fighting. We have to keep striving. Sure. For myself, I would, I'm a little bit, I'm a kind of a mixture of all of you guys. Like, I feel like I grew up being a reader and a lover of books first. Like that's, that's what I really gravitated to at a young age. Um, and just wanted to read anything and everything. And I wanted to be, you know, an adult and read adult books. Um, <laughs> and I, Star Wars kind of, just kind of added Star Wars jumped into my life at like I was probably around 10 and then it wasn't until my teenage years when the prequels came out where when that's I was in high school and so it was a thing like a tradition for my friends and me and my brother and cousin to go see those movies and so and then um 
I, I think I said on a previous episode, I tried to blend my love of reading in Star Wars at an early age, but that didn't really work very well because I was so confused and the adult novels just confused me. But a lot of the kind of younger reader books just passed me by because, I mean, by the time I was into Star Wars, I was in high school. So anyway, um, so I think as I started raising kids and becoming a parent, I really wanted to, and especially as like a millennial parent, like I'm, I just turned 40 and I feel like we're raising kids in a very different world than when, how we grew up. And I just, I have memories of like having a physical book mm. and like finding wonder and imagination in something that's like the written word is so powerful. And I, I don't think that will ever not be a thing, but like just trying to show them that there's excitement and wonder and it's still cool to read, even though there's like iPads and like TV shows and stuff like that. So like that's Preach. been that's been really important to me mm. as a parent. Like I um, I just want them to be lovers of books. And if they don't just be able to enjoy reading to a certain extent. Um, and so that's <laughs> as you guys can probably all know, like I can try to get my kids to watch something that I want them to watch till I'm blue in the face. But um, it doesn't always work. And so I just hope that they gravitate towards reading and books and that at some point we can connect on something Star Wars. <laughs> like my almost six-year-old loves Young Jedi Adventures. Um, but she like is bored at like the original trilogy movies, right? And so oh, yeah. my son is really into like, and my, my rule with the him is like, if you want you to read the book first, then you can watch the movie where it's kind of hard to do with Star Wars. But so he listened, he read The Hobbit. And so I let him watch all the Hobbit movies. So um Anyway, so it's just uh, uh, anything nerdy that they can like total grab onto or whatever it's going to be for them, like whatever's going to be nostalgic for them um, when they're, you know, adults from him, it's going to probably be Captain Underpants and other things like that. But any that's kind of my goal and inspiration. Like I have things that I gravitate to. And so I'm trying to guide them and hopefully they find something that they gravi gravitate towards as well. So but the, the great thing about having so many Star Wars books to, to choose from, in a way, there, there's so much great stuff out there for kids of all ages that if Star Wars happens to be something that your kid, that has resonated with your kid, and whatever version of that is, mm. you know, if it's the Young Jedi Adventures, if it's Clone Wars, Rebels, whatever, there, there are some books there that will then hopefully pique their interest. It's like, yeah. oh, I know what that is, and... It's kind of Star Wars is kind of a gateway drug to get people into reading some more stuff, you know, um, which is what I love about it. You know, the, the, my kids were ha are happy. We were happy as toddlers to sit mm -hmm. and flick through sort of Star Wars golden yes. books. <laughs> yes. they, they kind of vaguely knew it was something that daddy watched, <laughs> you know, even, mm -hmm. be even before I sat my son down to watch. Uh, oh, this is a very important <laughs> moment, son. We're going to sit down. We're going to watch the very first Star Wars film. You know, even even before that day, uh, you know, they knew of Star Wars. That Star Wars was around in the atmosphere, um, and they would they would quite happily then sort of sit and flick through these little golden books. And even though even if they weren't reading them, you know, I I, I think I shared uh, an, in the group chat with you guys a little clip of my daughter flicking through one of one of those little golden books. You know, and she, I think she must have been like two years old at the time. You know, she can't read. Uh, she's just burbling away to herself, just happy as Larry flipping through um, and just getting kids used to handling books, to, to books being a thing that's available, that are available to them, that, that are fun to engage with, you know? Um, 
I think it's, I just think it's fantastic that there are so many Star Wars books going right back to stuff for toddlers all the way through to the YA stuff that our kids aren't ready for yet. <laughs> um, there's all, hopefully there's going to be something there for them at every stage of that journey that whether or not they're dipping in and out of sort of Star Wars is something they resonate with that whenever those moments of connection with Star Wars do happen, there'll be something there for them on the bookshelf for sure. that they can go to and, and get something out of, you know? Yeah. That's the perfect segue because I wanted to start talking about what are some of those books that are in the hands of our families right now or maybe in the classroom. There's been a number of them, um, you know, over the decades, obviously, but um, even within the past, you know, ever since the Disney buyout happened, um, there's the BB-8s on the BB-8 on the runs. There's Chewie and the Porgs. There's a number of kind of board books out there, as the U.S. call them. I don't know what they're called. Um, across the pond but board books those kind of hardcover yeah books. Board, we, we we have board books the the, 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 yeah, the big yeah. chunky ones that you can chew on in the cot when you're yeah <laughs> yes. the, the, you usually have chewed corners and sort of dribble oh my gosh and then for yeah. mine i'm like okay we'll take the cover off i will hold it and then i will put it back on the shelf yeah no they have theirs i try so in the room. hard <laughs> yeah. I try so hard when the kids are like what's this book what is i'm like can you just and then i'm like it's their book Yes. Uh -huh. Let them interact with yes. it. And I, yes. I remember my 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 husband was filming me like showing my daughter because you know I'm super into Star Wars. I'm like, oh like uh we had uh one of those like find all the droids books, which I actually really love for pre-readers because oh. it helps them kind of focus on the book yeah. and like and so we were looking at one of those and she just grabs one of the pages and starts doing this. And I, in the video I just go, No, <laughs> like Rip. trying really hard not to say it. I was like, stop. So, you know, it's, so funny. it's one of those things where they just interact with it so hard and yes. books are meant to be loved, but I do appreciate board books because they can't be just yeah. ripped. <laughs> At least the covers, right? The interior pages might still do. <laughs> yeah, so you're just like, Ooh, that's a good call why? out though. Like even books without words, like that's an awesome. I didn't even think yeah. about that. Like my, my that toddler stage is totally. I block. I think I've blocked it out. Like it's way in the past. <laughs> that happens, need, right? That really happens. 100%. You need good sleep to have memories, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's why happen. none of us we don't remember anything yeah well, this is a, a, a little sort of behind the scenes as well um we sometimes do these canon in 15 minutes shows um sort of canon catch up as they've been rebranded because we can't do them in 15 minutes but a lot of the material that we're being that we're talking about at the minute is stuff from that sort of early canon reset period and that's when my, my son was born in september 2014 like i read all this stuff in a complete sort of blur of exhaust fog yeah <laughs> you know in, in that sort of first year or so of middle of the night feeds and all the rest of it um so yeah yeah parenthood takes a toll on your ability to make and retain memories of the books that you read <laughs> it's a real thing it's it's a problem it absolutely is um uh, a lot of the books I liked around that time, though, were ones that like you didn't have to read all the way through. And I think so. One of the things Disney does really well is um, I'm, I might get into the weeds here, uh, but um, there's a lot of um, pre-reading things that kids look for. They look for like, oh, this is this person. So I know this is this word, you know, like recognizing logos, recognizing all that. And they have a lot of books like um, they, I have a book called Star Wars Creatures Big and Small. And so the kid can literally just have it in their hand, their chubby little toddler hands, and they can rip it open. Ah, oh, yes! Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, showing it. 
on the video. <laughs> Beth just pulled it up on our video <laughs> chat. Yep. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's awesome. It's but it's very exciting. I'm so. I love it because literally they could just rip it open to any page and you can just point and point at the letters and they can point at it and they repeat yeah. call and response. And the the books have been really good for that. Uh, you know, and any any of these books that like have the longer pages, like I love the little good uh, little golden books, don't get me wrong. But for a long time until my kids were older, I just used them with my students. Yeah, they're um, long. Sometimes for bedtime, I'm like, really? We're not going to not read this <laughs> one? one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, can I read Vivenza of this? And I'm like, um, maybe no. <laughs> maybe not tonight. Wait, you, you, yeah, that, that, that just sparked something in my brain. The, the, the idea that there is a Revenge of the Sith little golden book still cracks me up because that, fil <laughs> that, that film is, you know, Certainly from the halfway point onwards to the end, just a sort of a, a, a series of unfortunate events, you know? It's a little rough. It's a little rough. Um, but, but, but then, so they've done that, and it's quite well done, actually. If you, if you, if you yes. read that little golden book, it's, it's, it's amazingly well done. I still don't know if they can pull that off. Why isn't there a Rogue One adaptation in the little golden books range? Well... There's got to be a way of... There's got to be a way of doing that. I didn't even think of that. Know? If, yeah. if, we're they can, if they can shimmy around Anakin massacring younglings and getting burned. Oh, that's not even in here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> if they can sort of shimmy around all of that, I'm sure that they can somehow, you know, do a little sh soft shoe shuffle around the deaths of all of the Rogue One crew. And then my daughter asks me why I'm crying. <laughs> the Dirty Desert, a little golden book. <laughs> I'd read that. I would read the ever-loving heck out of that. <laughs> sorry sidetrack that's amazing beth you held up that um the book that laura mentioned what other books are um favorites in your of your little one uh well we love uh i i say it ely but i don't think that's what it actually is <gasps> ely and me is a definite yes. favorite i think it might be ellie but we've decided ely and that's <laughs> what we say uh chewy and the porgs is definitely a favorite um, and actually, uh, like I picked up a world of reading galaxy of creatures cause she loves all creatures and all droids much like me. So anything with those, anything with Chopper, she's all over. So, um, yeah, we've got quite a Fantastic. few of the world of reading type books so she can sound them out and read them to me instead. That's awesome. I know too, the little, for the golden books, there's also the I am a blank series. Like there's a, I am a princess one that my daughter has. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, those are really cool. Cause I, they're really, those are the short golden books. Those are the ones yeah, I'm like, yes, let's read short. this one. It's literally like four words on each page. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, sure. Um, but I haven't read any of the other ones. Is anyone else? I think there's like an, I am a Jedi. Um, I'm a droid, I think. Yeah. We, we've got, I think, pretty much the whole set. Yeah. Uh, a favorite here is um, I am a Wookiee. Um, mm. Chewbacca is a favorite. It's all in Shrewook. And uh, yeah, the droid one. I'm a droid is amazing. I'm a droid is really good. I am the one. I love in the resistance, too, even. I'm, I can't. Oh, yes. I know yes. there's yeah. quite a few. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, I think yeah, the more the recent the two most recent ones I think are, I am a Padawan, which was the first time we've seen Ahsoka oh, yeah. in any of those little golden books. That was last year, and I think it was earlier this year we got I am a Clone Trooper, possibly. Oh yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh okay. Um, that was a okay. good one. Yeah. 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 
because even the bad batch is in that. Yes, one. yeah, they are. Um, I, I asked my son at dinner this evening which of his, which was his favorite of the little golden books, and he said, "I am a Sith." So. I was about to say that's a little rough. Yeah, I know. that's what it's my son rough. would say. That's what my son would say too. Oh my gosh! I, I, I don't know if any anybody else, if any of the rest of you had this sort of experience, but when I was in the process of letting him watch the Star Wars movies, but before he sort of had the whole plot revealed to him about sort of who was who and who's who was whose father, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, I would always kind of shimmy around when reading him some pages from things like I am a Jedi and I am a Sith because I didn't want to drop that Anakin Skywalker was Darth Vader. Uh, but there are a couple of pages on those where it's quite clear yeah. that that's yeah. the case. So, yeah. you know, I kind of had to change a few words here and there and kind of yeah. it's like, well, he, he can't read that well right now anyway, yeah. so we're good. That we're element okay. of surprise was definitely taken away. Like, my son read all the Golden Books before he watched the movie, so I was like, yeah. well, I'm not going to have that epic I am your father. Like, there's there's no way. Like, how am I going to yeah. do that? Like, I don't, I, yeah. And yeah. I, I think that that weird sort of, I guess people place a sort of a weird emphasis on, you know, I was like, where were you when you found out that Darth Vader was, was Luke Skywalker's father? And I think the generation's certainly below me. Um, I think I may be a bit older than all of you, but certainly the generations below me, you know, everybody's encountered Star Wars in, a, in sort of so many different ways now. People are coming into it from so many different directions now that that's sort of what, what was for my generation, this sort of central Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker relationship isn't really that, you know, the heart no. of Star Wars for most people. Yeah. And it's not and part it's... of, it's not necessarily part of the initial pathway into Star Wars for many yeah. people. Now. It's so embedded into pop culture too. I feel like it's really hard to like, yeah, keep it so, yeah. keep it so precious, you know, if for someone, like, that was your memory, just let them, they'll have their own, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, for, for for me, I didn't I didn't even have that experience either. I think I, I I'd, I'd seen the original movie at home. The next thing was uh, oh. seeing Return of the Jedi in the cinema the next year in '83. I hadn't seen that. The Empire Strikes Back, so I didn't. The, that whole "I am your father" thing I kind of saw years later when 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 that when that movie landed on UK TV somehow in the in the late eighties. Um, we just we, we waited years for that thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, but but even even so, I would still sort of soft shoe shuffle around the spoilers because I didn't want him to sort of get spoiled just by a book. I kind of wanted him to experience it, yeah. whatever way he was going to experience it. Yeah, exactly. In the context of, of a movie, whether that was Empire Strikes Back or Revenge of the Sith or whatever, however he gets the yeah you know, the, the reveal. The, the good thing is they their memories are what they are, right? Like I thought I had this epic Disneyland trip when my son was five and he doesn't remember a thing. So I was like, okay, well, maybe you'll be surprised when he says, Luke, I'm your father after all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, the, the, there were definitely times when uh, my, my son, despite having watched all of the saga films, would still kind of get confused between Luke Skywalker and Anakin Skywalker. You know, he would still kind of get the names muddled sometimes. Um, basically, you know, hero with a light sword. <laughs> is kind of what sticks sometimes in the five-year-old brain. I, I will say um, I did, I, I, we didn't have the big epic thing that you sometimes see where the kid like discovers that Anakin is, is Darth Vader, but we did have this moment where um, we, we always watched Clone Wars and Rebels. It was always just on and it was my pregnancy show. I was just like, I'm sick. Mm. I'm going to eat ham and watch this show. And so <laughs> my two-year-old daughter at the time now she's eight but you know she just watched all of these all the time i didn't know how much she was retaining or whatever but then one time there was an episode on and it was um 
it was the one oh no it wasn't an episode it was the movie it was old obi-wan fighting darth vader and she was like why doesn't he have anakin and ahsoka with him they would kick this guy's butt and i was just like oh no oh no oh look baby that's um you know what we'll just talk about that later we're just not because she was like five years old that is awesome that is awesome I was like, My bad. you got the yeah. names right you got their names right good job yeah i was honestly surprised i was like how much are you retaining uh but their big lynch yeah. is honestly crazily enough the mandalorian wow oh their the relationship between grogo and mando yeah yeah, yeah that, i would say good. they do lucasfilm and star wars does a great <laughs> job at like luring them in like because again bb we have bb on the run like my daughter loves that book every, <laughs> every time she sees bb8 it's like oh bb8 like so yeah that cute the cuteness element goes a long yeah. way especially yeah the grogu the grogu's of the of it all yeah it, it, it's funny what they gravitate towards my daughter um as i said earlier she's five years old um she loves the book of boba fett i don't understand what she sees in the book of boba fett i mean i know that that sounds terrible i love the book of boba fett but i don't know what a five-year-old girl is getting out of the book of boba fett um yeah i mean the cool Fennec colorful is... cars yeah, maybe. I, th I think she likes the Rancor monster at the end. I think she really likes it when he's riding the Rancor. Um, I mean, who doesn't? And, and she's not she, wrong. Yeah, and she's always happy to see Ahsoka anywhere. <laughs> so Ahsoka popping up for, you know, most of an episode was, was kind of okay by her as well. But yeah, it, it's very strange sometimes. You can't predict what's going to land for the kids mm. at all. Uh, 100%. You, you, you might you might think that you might think the Star Wars Resistance is where they're going to be at, and they're like, no, give give me give me right. the horribly scarred clone um, fi finding his way out of a scarlack, you know? Okay, and finding his people where he didn't think he would amongst the yeah, yeah. <laughs> amongst the sand yeah. amongst the Tuscan only to have them yeah. annihilated. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. What is I, it I, with I, kids and like dark? Same thing. My son, like they gravitate. Kylo and Darth Vader. Yeah. They were so he loved them, and I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, I, should I be concerned? Like, is this a is this a problem? <laughs> like, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know what that is. Uh, other than I think I think it's quite. He I personally think it's quite healthy when kids gravitate towards or are attracted to things that are <laughs> stories that are a bit. That have some darkness in them, that have some peril in them. That they're sort of testing their own emotional boundaries by engaging with stuff. And BB8 on the run, I think, is a great example of that. This came up in conversation actually on a, on a, on a recording that we did last week um, on this show. The art style in that book is, is occasionally quite oppressive and dark. And poor BB8 is always in a really, really bad situation from one page to the next. You know, there's a lot of peril in that. Um, but I think kids love that in a way, in engaging with danger and peril through storytelling uh, is something that I think kids do quite like, you know, um, and, and I guess that they have an emotional journey with that as well. And then they get to see little BB coming out the other side and meeting Ray and et cetera, et cetera, and has a happy ending. Um, but I think the, the idea that kids don't want to engage with sort of scary things doesn't really do it. I guess there'll always be some kids who maybe will shy away from that stuff. But I think at a point in time, everybody wants to be scared, you know? I think that's, yeah, I 100% agree. I've had so many kids who love the scary parts 
of mm. Star Wars, especially my students, but I think that's a perfect time to bring up Are You Scared Darth Vader? <gasps> Which every single page is dark. Every single page wow. is black and grayscale except for the children and so one of the things i really love about this is talking to kids i'm like you know because they're you know they talk about like monsters in here and they talk about all sorts of things and darth vader is of course the scariest of them all but the one thing he's scared of are these kids full of hope and light and laughter (laughs) and so you know it's like kind of like the dementors you know what i mean like it yeah it's very cool for me because like I can read this book and they love it. It's so funny. There's all this call and response, but it's also just like, exactly. It's like, it's scary. It's grim, but mm-hmm. you're the hero of the story. And that's I awesome. That. And anyone can be the hero of the story. That was one, Laura, that I, I think you mentioned it in the group chat a while back. And I, I hadn't heard of it before, actually. Do, do you know when that came out? Is that is uh, it quite recent? It came out. Uh, no, it was, it came out a little while ago cause I had it in my first class and I had a story. I have a story about that as well. Um, hang on. Oh, you're not, it's 2018. Okay. So yeah, um, yeah that, that's sort of, yeah, the year solo dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I had one student, I, he was really hard to reach, but he's one of my favorite students of all time. And he was really big into star Wars. Like we were doing the ch sound. I was like, okay, everybody, we're doing digraphs today. And the kid was like, uh, choo-choo. And I wrote it down. And I was like, okay, what else? And they're like, um, chewy. I was like, okay. And then this kid raised his hand and goes, Chancellor will palpatine. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And he loved this book. And so my copy of at the school was pretty ragged. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. And that's a great way to like start teaching like emotional intelligence and like sharing like that's a huge thing. I think especially I don't know, maybe amongst our generation raising kids, like have letting it let them know it's okay to talk about your feelings and showing that Darth Vader does that, like a big scary guy still acknowledges those things. And that's awesome. I I hadn't heard of that one either. I do have Darth Vader and Son. Like that one's amazing. That's my book. <laughs> Which oh, I would read with my great. kids. Those are so those are fun. Those are so good. Yeah. yeah. They're so good. But I mean it's all an inside joke. It's for the adults, right? That's for that those ones are really for yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. I agree. Yeah. They're 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 kind of slightly sort of Calvin and Hobbes ish in a way. They're you know, I, I, I kid, I'm sure, would enjoy reading through them, but the adults are getting everything else. And, and yeah, the illustrations are hilarious. Like, my kid's loving those, like, yeah. illustrations. Like, look at, he's, like, pulling him along. Or, like, oh, look, he's making him, he's, like, annoying him. Like, I do yeah. that to you. Yeah, I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. That's very relatable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What what other books have we not talked about? I um One of the more recent ones that I've loved, and again, I'll, I'll call it out again. I don't know if you can see behind me on our group chat. I have my Young Jedi Adventures poster. But um, oh, yeah. there's the, the um, sorry, the title is getting away. Jedi Training. It's like the board book that came out yeah. this year um, about mm-hmm. Young Jedi Adventures. And it has, I like it. I'm also a big um, art person. Like I grew up drawing. I'm very into um, like, and I still am gravit. I still gravitate towards illustration art. And I love illustrators and illustration art comics. That's a big reason why I'm always talking about comics. Um, but that that one's really cool too because it's featuring it's like they don't mention all the artists by name but it's like the Lucasfilm art team but each, each page is a little bit different so there's like some diversity yeah. in the art style which is really fun um, and of course Nubs is in it my daughter like loves him on every single page but um, it's really cool do you guys have you guys read that one yeah I, I love that one because it I guess it, it's not so much a narrative and it and it mm-hmm. they did the same thing with the galaxy needs you the sort of the 
the one with Ray that they released kind of mm-hmm. as a loose tie into the Rise of Skywalker. I love the illustrations in that one. So good. Yeah. So what they've done with the Galaxy Needs You and the Jedi training one for Young Jedi Adventures is each page is kind of delivering a message about sort of Jedi behavior or so in the Young Jedi Adventures it's kind of getting across these ideas of we're brave and we try hard and if we fail we pick ourselves up and there are friends who help us and you know and the images are drawn from all of the episodes of that sort of first batch of episodes that landed from Young Jedi Adventures so if you watch those the show you can see oh that's from that episode that's from that episode but they're not telling you a sort of a slavish this is what happened in these sort of in these episodes. They're just pulling out these nice little messages, uh, sort of positive messages for kids. And they did the same thing then with that. The galaxy needs you. It, it it's basically saying, you know, no one in the galaxy is quite as special as you, or you know, has fun the same way you have, or likes the same things you like, or you know, is brave in the way that you are brave. Uh, and each of those is accompanied by an image of Ray on her journey. You know, so so while I guess. The, the Force the Force Awakens tie-in and BB-8 on the run and the Last Jedi tie-in with Chewie and the Porgs had a more sort of narrative structure. They've moved away from that now and those last two have just been quite, just these nice positive messages to give to kids. You know, and I, I, I've, I've loved both of those. My, my daughter loves the Ray one in particular. Um, the, the Galaxy Needs You. Um, and strangely, as much as she loves Young Jedi Adventure, she hasn't gravitated back to that book as much yet but what i find is th- these things are kind of cyclical with the kids you know the sort of the, the interest sort of peaks and troughs sometimes you know um and in six months time that might be her most favorite book ever you know um the key i think is just making sure it's there one of the things i really like about star wars as like a mythos is that it's so ready to let authors of any fan, any author have room to breathe in how they tell the story. Like you have your grim ones, like, are you scared Darth Vader? You have like these really fun, high canoodling ones. Um, I love Jedi Academy, Return of the Padawan. It's a great like comic book for kids with like, Mm -hmm. my kids are ADHD monstrosities like me. So sometimes reading young chapter books is hard, but you can get the comics. Like any author can write an authentic Star Wars experience in any kind of you know, any kind of style. And I feel like a kid is going to find one that they gravitate to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning Jedi Academy. I was going to say that because I was just thinking we've been talking about board books and like younger reader, but like as our kids age up, like that's what my son loves Jedi Academy. And we got him the whole like box set for Christmas one year and he's read them all a number of times, ADHD as well. And it just helps like having those illustrations in there. And there's like, there's chunks of like text too, but he loves them. And you know, it, it, the the canon side of me and the like lore side of me, I'm just like, oh, this isn't really how Jedi were trained, but I just got to put that away. Like, he's got to put that yeah. away. He's like going home to mom and dad. I'm like, this isn't, this isn't real. <laughs> yeah, I, I I need to get some of those on the shelves. Um, we, we don't have those, but I think my son would absolutely devour them. Oh, they're so they're, good. They're yeah, so you need funny. To get they're really he, funny. He, he, he he does struggle in, in terms of his attention span with, with sort of the chapter books and stuff. As much as he shows an interest in wanting to read them, yeah, I, it, you know, it, his reading level just isn't quite there yet. Yeah, um, this isn't something we'd really talked about discussing. But has anyone um, got into audiobooks with their kids? I know that's a huge way for my kids to sit for extended periods of time. I don't know. Has anyone jumped into that? 
I haven't, no. Um, I, I have thought about maybe trying on long car journeys, but um, we, we live in Northern Ireland and we don't, it's very small. <laughs> there, aren't, there aren't very many long car journeys to be had. Um, so no, not yet. Uh, my kids flat out refuse. I, I, I don't know why. I love Audible. I love audiobooks. Um, that's how I've engaged with a lot of them. Like Mark Thompson could read me the back of a shampoo bottle and I'd be like, yes, <laughs> yes, oh, please. But um, I tried, yeah. I tried to play them. Like I, I bought some and I just started it and they were like, we don't want to do this, mom. We want to listen to our book. I was like, okay, never mind. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Beth, how about you? I thought you were starting to say something a second ago. Uh, we, we've only done like the read along type audiobooks where you can still move the pages and look at the pictures, but not pure audio yet. Okay. I will say that was a surprising win for my son. He he does have ADHD. Um, he does like reading. He is my reader. Like he loves to read, but audiobooks, um, and I think it just helps. I think it helps him digest stories in a different way. He can kind of like zone out a little bit. Like it's a good mm -hmm. end of the day thing or when he needs to have just like his own time. Um, usually he wants to be out and, and doing everything and playing and like very physical. But I feel like it's one of those things where his his brain enjoys it and he can focus on it. And so it's been a huge win for us. Like um, I think there's other apps out there in the world, but I know at least in the US, there's the Libby app, which is amazing. It's a great way mm -hmm. to link to your local library and to check out books like we have like our bookshelf has like literally like 15 books always going my kids are checking out books all the time but um you can check out audiobooks too and so it's been really great for to get him to easily um get just have at the ready things to always try. and you can try stuff and turn it back if you don't like it um but it it it, it really helps the budget too you know so yeah. I, I definitely recommend yeah. that yeah sometimes it's a wait time but it's okay yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure the Libby app does, there's a version of it over here uh, in, in the UK as well. So um, libraries, public libraries are an amazing thing. And I mean, we've made a point of trying to get the kids along to the library sort of, of, a, of a weekend, you know, sort of walk down there and the kids will get a new book out. But there's not much Star Wars stuff there, unfortunately. Um, in, in our local library, but um, we may have been, yeah, I might try to go down the audiobook route and see what audiobooks they have, actually. I, I think that might be one that might work with my son. I love the idea, Beth, of those read-along books, though. Yeah. Because that, that sort of sparks a memory in my brain of, like, Lucasfilm has been doing those way since way back in the 80s with the original trilogy, you know occasionally you'll see people posting stuff like that on Instagram. You know, here's my original read along because it's an Ewok story or something or, you know, um, and it's with a sort of a battered old cassette tape attached to it. But so, so are they recently published those read along books? Because they're not really on my radar, Beth. Yeah. And I, I've been getting mine through the Libby app too um, from our library. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, we, um, yeah, there's, there's a, there's a couple, um, my, my library doesn't have that many, but yeah, we've gotten a few. Yeah. It's one of those things that I think some books, um, they're not even, I don't, I'm probably saying this wrong, but they are marked as like read to me. So you check it out and you can read it like a regular book, but you just hit play and then there's just like a narrator on them. Mm -hmm. So it's a regular book, but they just add narration basically. Um, 
yeah but i remember i have memories of those things too like the tape where it's like when you hear the chime like turn yeah. the page like so yeah. good yeah you know, and i I, I, I never had a star wars one the one that i had was actually transformers the movie from 1985 <laughs> oh, okay so yeah, awesome. we'll, we'll, yes. whenever I hear someone saying in, a, in an American accent, when you you know hear the chime, please turn the page. I'm I'm, I'm transported immediately. Taken. Did I just do that? Did I just trigger no. that memory for you? I, I had a very had a very visceral. Yeah, that is so funny. That is so funny. Disney was big in my family, so I have very memories of the Disney ones. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So good. Oh well, well, okay, guys. Well, so what are we missing? What else are, are there? Any other books that we want to? I know. Yeah. I don't have a pile of books on my lap. I think some of you guys do. Let's just kind of go through. <laughs> yeah. And so see what we what we want to talk about. I don't know if you've ever seen this one. I'm um, the folks listening can't see this. It's <laughs> um, called The Adventures of Luke Skywalker, which is written by uh, Tony Deterlizzi. Um I know his name from my book selling days, uh, which is two two decades ago now. Um, so he, he is a children's author, um, but he has adapted the, the original trilogy story, but basically following Luke Skywalker's journey. Uh, but the, the, the thing I love about this as sort of a, as a 40 something person is that it's actually illustrated with, uh, original concept art by Ralph McQuarrie. Uh, yeah, so that's so guy, cool. Like a, the guy who did a lot of the the original concept art for the original trilogy of movies so you you kind of get these rather strange slightly out of context sometimes bits of concept art illustrating particular scenes from the ot um and it's kind of it's it, it's it's a very interesting way of introducing kids to the story i think that this book might actually have been uh how my son experienced the story of return of the jedi for the first time uh, it tells it tells the story of the whole original trilogy, but I think at the time that we actually read this and finished it, he'd seen. I think I think he did A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, then the prequels, and then Return of the Jedi. He sort of tuned out from the original trilogy. He sort of got to a point and thought, "I'm kind of done with these guys." What 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 happened earlier? Is, is, is the one with the funny frog man? Can we watch that? Um, as, as we we ended up going back. So yeah, but that 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 was one that I love. Um, partly because I love Ralph McQuarrie's concept art, um, but it, it it sort of has a slightly different feel about it. So it's kind of a quirk. It's a quirky one. I like it. What else? We, what else we got in our laps? Um, I don't have these in my lap, but I just thought about the um, the other aspect of children High Republic books with uh, Burry following Buryaga. Uh I know. Uh, my daughter mm. is pretty upset <laughs> about what's happening. So <laughs> just, you know, more trauma to, to deal with as as kids. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess that, that kind of chimes with the conversation we were having earlier about the Little yeah. Golden Book adaptation of Revenge of the Sith. I mean, I, I was very surprised as I was reading The Fallen Star and where we leave Barry in that story. And then it hit me. It's like, aren't they doing a kids' book adaptation of this with Burry? You know, and, and they did it. And I don't think they're continuing that line of books for very young kids into Phase Three of the Higher Republic. Yeah, yeah which is so unfortunate. 
cliffhanger. I know. Yeah. So there's no follow-up on that. For, <laughs> for kids who have read that. They're old that... enough now. Just just read the next adult book, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> we'll just adapt yeah. it ourselves. We'll adapt it for them. I did let her watch the Star Wars, uh, the High Republic show that announced Oh, so she nice. at least has that was, that was nice of you. <laughs> yes, there you go. There you go. Those books are so cool, though. I forgot to mention them. And um, the, like yeah. they come with stickers. Like it makes me sad sometimes the amount of like junk that publishers put on kids books to get them to buy them. But those stickers are pretty cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 My my daughter loves the stickers. She puts them all over the inside of the book, which is not my favorite. But oh, no. <laughs> She likes to match them up with their pictures. Oh, <laughs> so much! Like this chopper book is just covered in stickers because there's stickers inside. It's, it's well loved. Yes, I do. I do think it's funny that the High Republic was so. I it was. I was going to give those books to my daughter. She was a little young, but she she was learning to read, and I was like, oh, she's gonna love this. And then I finished the second one, and I was like. You know what? We're just gonna wait. <laughs> We're just gonna wait a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because wasn't that the val the fair one? Wasn't the second one like um yeah whatever at the fair? Yeah, basically yeah. when but like when the Nile come and like destroy <laughs> yeah the Republic fair basically. It was it was a little rough. Yeah, yeah. It was, she had a showdown at the fair or something. Yeah, yeah. showdown at the fair. Yeah. Yeah, so we waited on that. But one of the uh, one of the ones I do want to, I brought this up in the pre-show, but one of the uh, things I do want to show her, because kids around eight and nine start getting into the really creepy stuff. Like, you know, that's oh. when I started watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? And like, you know, reading scary stories to tell in this dark. But Galaxy of Fear is that kind of book. And it, it's, they're easy to follow. They're easy to read. They're scary, but they're not too scary. Like, unlike some young uh, reader Star Wars books, your friends don't get maimed or die. And uh... <laughs> yeah, so the, the, those are from like the mid 1990s, right, Laura? The, the it's kind of a goosebumpy in Star Wars sort yes. of vibe. Star Wars Galaxy of Fear follows the adventures of um, T uh, Tosh and her brother Zach, and they were um, Alderanian, and they were taking a trip with their Ooh. uncle when episode four happened. So they're going through the cosmos oh. on the run, trying to figure out what they're doing. And they run into a bunch of terrible things. And Tosh thinks she might be a Jedi. So it's like the first like cool. really powerful, like it's a really powerful young woman for our young readers, which I really liked yeah. when I was reading it. I, and I was like, that. I too could I be a Jedi. That's amazing. I, I'm going to go hunt all of those down now for my son. Like, he would love those. Yeah. They, they've been on my radar for a while, I guess. I, I'm, I'm just hunting. I'm hunting for that eBay bargain. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to eBay right now. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that that premise, though, Laura, that reminded me of one that hasn't come up yet in, in our conversation, which is Kevin Scott's very first foray into Star Wars prose, which is the Wild Space Adventures, which oh, yeah. are, are sort of are little little known and little talked about um but uh, well, it, it wasn't just kevin it was kevin and they, they took a turn about on the titles so kevin would do one then it was tom huddleston not to be confused with tom hiddleston who's somebody else <laughs> um so kevin and tom huddleston did three each in this series of six and, and there was another little tiny free world book day book called the escape that the cav did was just kind of a pilot episode sort of thing for it as well 
Yeah, I don't think those were published in the states. If am I wrong on that? I think those are, that's why like I don't I had never heard of them before. I think you're right. It's Egmont Publishing who previously over here in the UK had the sort of middle what would be called in America middle grade license. Um, and that license has lapsed. So now actually we over here end up having to wait ages to get stock from America of anything sort of middle grade or YA, um, which is which is coming directly from Disney Press um, because there's no UK licensee for that stuff now. But Egmont was at a point in time. But that, that's fascinating. So that, that's the, that stuff wasn't released in the U.S., not from what I could tell when I looked into it. No, I heard about it on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, same. wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay. Have you managed to track down copies? I haven't tried yet. Um, okay. The completionist in me wants to find them so I can just say I read all of Kevin's yeah. like, Star Wars stuff. Well, but <laughs> yeah. I- I'm happy to be your international book connection if you need. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> if you need them That's sourced. Awesome. <laughs> uh, but no, they're they're great. So the, so that that premise, Laura, uh, for the Galaxy of Fear, just just reminded me of those because in Wild Space Adventures, it's set um, sometime maybe six months or so after Revenge of the Sith, early in the Imperial regime anyway. And there's a brother and sister there who are bit. Their parents are kidnapped. They're kind of um, they are cartographers. By background, the parents. The parents are kidnapped. The kids are left with the ship and with their rusty old droid crater. Uh, and they're traveling around wild space trying to find their parents. Basically, it's sort of getting into scrapes with monsters, with Imperials and bounty hunters. Um, and, and it tells quite a satisfying little story, actually, over the course of those of those six. So they're basically chapter books, really. They kind of, I think, to my, to my mind, probably skew to the younger end of what you'd call middle grade in the States. Yeah, I definitely want to hunt those down for both my myself and for my son's sake. <laughs> well, as we start to kind of wrap up here, we've been talking for almost an hour, um, which time flies when you're talking wow, about books go. and Star Wars, right? I know. Um, is there anything, this might be kind of an out of the blue question, but is there anything that we are wanting to see or maybe some, you know, uh, anything in our nostalgic memories of things that we liked to read back in the day that we still want to see happen in Star Wars publishing for younger readers? I mean, I want that little golden book adaptation of Rogue One. I, <laughs> okay. yes. I need that. I need that in my life. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if 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 they can do it with Revenge of the Sith, they can do it with Rogue One. That I th- I think fair there are enough. kids who need that in their lives. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I, I will echo that and say, I love little golden books cause I love illustration style, but some high Republic adaptations of <laughs> for mm. little golden books, I would, that'd be cool. That would uh, be good. Yeah. Be cool. I just thought of it as you were saying that. So how about you, Laura, anything that you want, uh, to come in the future in star Wars books? Yes. So I do. I absolutely adore all of the really there's a there's a lot of young reader books that are all about hope and being yourself and doing all of that and I love all that, but my kids want spooky. All of my kids of all ages, I would love to see more like, if not galaxy, I would love to see more of these. So if you guys buy more Galaxy of Fear books, maybe they'll make more. I'd love to see more books that kind of like you know they ended up on a planet and there were these mm-hmm. crazy spiders and they were super scary. I think my kids would eat that up. And anything that gets young readers reading 
is essential. It's like chocolate covered broccoli. They'll read the yeah. other stuff too. But if they're just like, yes, I know I can be myself. It, like just reading a little more spooky, a little more like into it will get those readers when they're yeah. having a difficult time liking what you like. Yeah. Interestingly enough, Laura, the characters from Galaxy of Fear did pop up in canon in one issue, in one issue of the Star Wars Adventures comic. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, I'll have to dig it off my shelf and find the, sort of the, the volume reference number for you, the details for you. Um, Please do. Because I can't, I can't call the details to mind. But uh, I think that's probably how I discovered Galaxy of Fear. I think I, I sort of looked up on Wikipedia these characters and like, oh, they've got a whole series of books from the old from the old continuity. Um, so yeah, I, I, so you never know. You, your your dream might be realized. Somebody paid attention. Somebody is Fingers still crossed. paying attention. Yeah. Yes, that's awesome. I'll echo what you said a little bit too, Laura, like about the spooky thing. I feel like they could lean into like the silly maybe a little bit more. And like the, because I know my son gravitates towards like those Captain Underpants, the Dogmans. And mm. I feel like Jedi Academy does that to an extent. I mean, there's still some like lessons about how to be a good person, blah, blah, blah. But just sometimes, I just thinking of like Daniel Jose Older, like brings like a certain sense of like, comedy and just fun to the the prose that he writes so like that yeah. i would like to see some more of that in stuff for younger just like being silly like letting kids read something that just makes them laugh and like i said the vader and son book does that but that's like, again more of an adult book that's like an adult yeah. joke it's like a you know a winking thing right. but yeah one that we haven't talked about yet i can't believe we haven't because i'm literally reading it to my kids this week as bedtime story is the Mighty Chewbacca and the Forest of Fear by Tom Angleberger. And it's one of, it, it's a middle grade, sort of probably skewing towards the younger edge of middle grade again, but it is written beautifully to be read aloud to kids. Awesome. And it's got, lo it's got lots of, it's not lots of whimsy, but some of that sort of more comedic stuff that you that you sort of, thinking about there jason you know so you've got you know chewbacca with lots of tuka cats climbing all over him and there, there's lots of sort of onomatopoeic you know wookie songs so that's probably a terrible wookie but you know there's lots of that in the text you know so if you're reading it aloud you just get to let rip with your wookie impression um and weekly if a kid is reading it for themselves you know they, they get what's going on um there's a lot of fun to be had in The Mighty Chewbacca and the Forest of Fear. Tom Engelberger, he's popped up, I think he's done a couple of the short stories from those, from a certain point of view, short story collections as well. He's, again, quite whimsical. He, he, he's written those sort of slightly whimsical final chapters, certainly of the last two, I've not read the new book yet, where it's a the the wills whatever the wills actually are it's kind of them sort of convening after the events of the movie having a chat about all this crazy stuff that's going on in the galaxy so tom engelberg a very very sort of whimsical writer and he he has had a crack at a really good kids book um in that sort of space that you're thinking of jason i'd love to see more from more of that tone from yes. someone like him yeah i'm definitely going to check that one out now it overlooked it's absolutely overlooked and it's it's got a cassian and k2so tie in oh, okay well. that's awesome Aww. so beth um what are there any books or characters maybe featured that you'd want to see more of or your family would want to see more of in regards to star wars books for younger readers 
Um, well, I was thinking about, it's not really necessarily for me or my family, but I just think there's a major hole in their, uh, in the books. Like, there's no Baby Yoda or Grogu, like, little, little books about, you know, his, like, daily life or, like, mm. counting books. Um, I, I don't, I'm one who thinks that we're a little oversaturated with, uh, Grogu, but... And I still love him, but I still think it's a little oversaturated. But uh, I think that that could really be, you know, <laughs> that could really be something that they could work on, like little adventures with him just for little kids, even for like preschool or. Yeah. They all love him. That, that sort of seems like a no brainer, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, it does. Seems... That's what I think. <laughs> and I guess that, that, that they're probably shying away from, I guess, anything Mandalorian related in books just because of they don't want to put anything out there story wise that Dave Filoni might. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very true. I mean it is pretty protected. But yeah, I mean that Studio Ghibli like short with Grogu was was amazing. Like that why can't we have even just pictures, you know, picture books? No Yeah. It doesn't even need yeah. words sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the sort of young Jedi adventures, Jedi training, or the Ray, yeah. the galaxy yeah. needs you. They're, no narrative necessarily, but those nice yeah. sort of positive reinforcing messages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I think uh, my daughter and I love to bake together or do crafts. So I'm always up for more cookbooks and craft books. Preach. Like Star Wars every day. So. Any more of that? Is welcome. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps up our time for today. I had an awesome time discussing parenting books, Star Wars with you guys. <laughs> um, just wanted to once again remind all of our listeners where we can interact with all of us online. So it's a goodbye from Jason. You can find me at This Dad Reads on Instagram, my website, thisdadreads.com and my This Dad Reads podcast. So kick it over to Laura. Where can people find you? Um, I'm on Instagram at Sith Princess Anakin. I'm sometimes on TikTok, uh, but that's more my Star Wars workout videos and other unhinged teacher stuff I talk about. So really, if you want to talk to me, Instagram's the way. And it's a goodbye from Beth. Bye. Thank you for having me. And you can find me at uh, Sniffs underscore Sabers on Instagram. Yeah, and goodbye from Johnny. Uh, you can find me at Journals of the Wills on Instagram and Threads. That's Journals with an S and Wills with an H. And on the platform formerly known as Twitter as at Journals Wills. It's been a great time talking with you all. May the force be with you and happy parenting. Happy reading. May the force be with you. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye.